Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to the Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Anna and I were at uh, Killer Burger today. Just throwing that out there. And there was a baseball game on the TV inside the Killer Burger. The Dodgers and Padres playing in the first game of the Cactus League. Dodgers were up 8-0 early, went on to win 14-1. Anna made the comment. She's like, where is that happening? And I originally, I was like, oh, it's got to be Florida. And then I didn't realize the teams. And I, I was like, oh, it's in Arizona. It was sunny and beautiful. Sunny and gorgeous. This radio show needs to be live from spring training. We're going to have to settle for being live talking about spring training today. Our next guest is the general manager of the Eugene Emeralds. Four championships in the last six years. Does a lot of work in the community, this franchise, Boys and Girls Club, Children's Miracle Network. Relay for Life. The Emeralds, like the Hillsboro Hops, were elevated to high A baseball in 2020. They went from 76 games to 132 games. That means 66 home games. Season starts in April. And uh, up until 2020, PK Park worked out fine in Eugene, hosting uh, two home teams, the Ducks and the M's. But because of the new Major League Baseball facility guidelines and overlapping seasons with the Ducks, the Eugene Emeralds are looking for a new facility. This is a very stressful situation. Here to talk about it, the general manager of the Eugene Emeralds, Alan Benavides, joining us now. Welcome back to the show, Alan. Thanks for making time. Kanzano, Kanzano, thank you so much for saying my last name correctly. I grew up with a couple of Benavides kids in my high school. And in junior high, because my name is Kanzano, I stood not far from Benavides in the uh, PE line, and we had to line up alphabetically. So you're good. Campos, Benavides, I'm good. It's very rare. Most people, I get Benavides a lot up here. No, no. I I. Knew, I you know what the I, the Benavides kids that I grew up with they were cross country runners, and uh, they were good runners. Yeah. Can you can you run a five k? Are you a, are you good for a five k or no? I might live in Eugene, but man, I can't run. I'm a short, fat Nicaraguan. <laughs> so help us out with this emerald situation. Did I set the table right? Like it it feels stressful right now. Man, it is. I was just looking at myself in the mirror a couple hours ago, and I was like, I can't believe how much, how many white hairs I have. And it's literally because of this. I literally feel, you, know, you remember Obama when he went in the office and when he got out, all that gray hair? That's what I feel like. Yes. <laughs> so baseball's, baseball's, you know, requirements. We, we had Kale Wambacher of the Hops on. He's in the similar predicament where, you know, they're trying to expand and build their facility, get it up to – code so to speak for baseball's requirements 
And are you having to start all the way over? Is that right? You need a brand new stadium, or what's the state of the union? Yeah, brother. Like we've been working at this for three over three years. You know, looking at thirty different sites. You know, PK Wild Beautiful. You know, only has one locker room. We're literally in construction trailers for a third of the season. At the end of the season, we're in tents, like these FEMA-like tents where professional baseball players are housed. Um, it's it's a terrible situation for us. It's a terrible situation for the Ducks. You know, when we got into this agreement. 15 years ago, never dreamt that we would be elevated to high A. But here we are, you know, with this great opportunity for the community to get a new facility that can host not only the M's, but, you know, let's do some high school baseball. Let's do some boxing and MMA and other stuff, right? We just haven't been able to do that stuff at our current facility. When when I go to your website, I get directed to saverms.com, E-M-S for M's. Um, and so what is the mission for and what can people do and especially people listening on Fox Sports Eugene what can they do to help save the club you know we got to keep uh, our elected officials knowing that we, they, they want this to happen right you know we got to email our county commissioners got to email our house reps you know up in the state senate our local state senators our local house representatives that's really important right now and uh, keeping uh, tabs in, in contact with our commissioners, because ultimately we want to end up at the fairgrounds, which is, you know, pretty dang close to downtown Eugene that needs a lot of revitalization. So it's a really good opportunity. We've been a dynamic partner for the community here for over 70 years. I mean, you know what's funny? I'm a, you were saying this earlier, you know, we're a Giants affiliate, but I'm a diehard Dodger fan. So I was really excited to hear you bring up the game today. But uh, I grew up in L.A., and I didn't realize that the Emeralds have been in Eugene longer than the Dodgers have been in Los Angeles. Like, that's a crazy stat to me. I didn't, you know, it's somebody, one of our, our local councilmen said that yesterday on the meeting, and I was like, oh, that's crazy, you know? The, the you know, the, the natural reaction from people who are hearing this, they're going to say, okay, Giants affiliate, Major League Baseball requirement, why don't the Giants pay for this stadium? Why why is this on, yeah, you know, great, people in Eugene? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, Major League Baseball and our affiliation with them allows us to have professional baseball players right here in Eugene. We get to see players like Casey Schmidt, who's just here in 22 and played all of the 23 season with the San Francisco Giants, right? Pat Bailey, who was also with us for two years in 21 and 22, playing in the big league. Thought she would eight players from our 22 team playing in the big leagues in San Francisco. Um, You wouldn't get that if we weren't affiliated with the giants and nor could we pay for them. I mean, those signing bonuses, those salaries, their players union contract, that's all handled by the San Francisco giants. They take care of all of that, their housing, their meals, their pay, their pension, all that stuff is done through the major league team. And we could not afford that. But then, but, in order to have that, we have a relationship with San Francisco and Major League Baseball. We have to provide approved facilities. And the new 2020 facility requirements just aren't met here in Eugene at PK Park. While a beautiful facility, it, it lacks a lot, a lot of requirements that we need to be compliant with the team. And so the Giants pay for the players. We got to pay for the facility. Now, you know, it is expensive, man. Like, just to do this today, it is expensive. Construction costs are through the roof. 
we're not asking for all of it. We're trying to put in as much as we can and our ownership groups putting in $23.5 million towards the project. Um, but we need help from our local city and the county and the state to help to, to make this uh, a reality. What are we talking about? Are we talking, you know, I think the hops were talking about, uh, you know, $90 million, $100 million. What, what is it? What's your estimate right now? Yeah, our stadium uh, design, we brought it down as much as we can. It's $90.4 million. Um, it, you know, we were hoping that it'd be like $50 million when we started talking about this um, four years ago, three and a half years ago. But just through the pandemic and what, you know, labor shortages and supply chain issues and blah, 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 like costs have come up. They've come down a little bit and they've stabilized and interest rates have come down a tick, but it is so expensive to build right now. And it's just what it is. Like, I wish it was less, but it's, it's, you know, there are, there are communities throughout the country that are doing, that are dealing with this. It's not just Eugene. It's just not Hillsboro. It's Everett. It's Visalia. It's, it's a ton of places, but, you know, we're seeing communities across the country come together to take advantages of these opportunities to, to develop in depressed areas for, you know, you know, economic development uh, with housing and, and other things that, that are helping communities uh, be vibrant, right? Because I, I believe that the team reflects uh, a certain cultural aspect that sports teams provide to communities, right? A bit of vibrancy and affordable entertainment that everybody gets to enjoy. You know, our tickets average 12 bucks, you know? Dude, dollar hot dogs, Thirsty Thursdays. It's it's a family atmosphere, you know? And that's, and that's, what, my, that's what I love about minor league baseball. It's just the, the fun, local flavor that you get in minor league baseball. You can't get in any other professional sport. Alan Benavides is the general manager of the Eugene Emeralds single-A affiliate of the San Francisco Giants, my favorite team. Uh, sorry, Alan. Um, let me ask no, you this. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask. All right, let me ask you this. Lane County, uh, City yeah. of Eugene, um, you know, this. Uh, people will ask, like, is this going to raise property taxes? This does not include an increase in property tax, right? So the bond that the city is going to have to put out will. So it's a small bond. I know it's a lot of money. It's $15 million that the city of Eugene. It's only the city of Eugene, not Lane County. The city of Eugene is looking at a bond, property bond, which would be about 8 to $0.11. Cents. Uh, $0.11 cents on a 10-year bond, bringing the average property owner up 20 bucks a year, roughly. So. Yeah. You know, Kanzano, wow. if you know you, yeah. if you lived in Eugene, I'm sure your property tax would go up eighty bucks. But um, <laughs> for the average Eugene, yeah. it'd I, be twenty bucks. But I think the economic impact of this. I mean, I think about the player salaries. You know, yesterday on the show we were talking with a tax expert. He was talking about the jock tax, and the players who are going to play for the team are going to generate tax revenue for the city and for the county and for the state that it wouldn't otherwise have. And so you've got. Taxes that are going to be paid and by visiting players, by the home players. You've got a business that is going to generate jobs. You've got, I think, that yeah, 20 it, bucks. You're going to get a return on that 20 bucks. You not only get a return, but we're talking at the new facility operating year round. We're talking about over 300 jobs. We're talking about over probably four and a half to five million dollars in local vendors that we're using and supplies to, to, to make the team run. You know, over 15,000 hotel rooms. I mean, it's an economic driver in our community for sure. But at the end of the day, too, it's just this historic generational venue and team. 
and experience that Oregonians have experienced since 1955. And we want to ensure that continues through 2055, you know, so. The site you have located is, is it the fairgrounds? Is that right? The, the Lane Events Center at the fairgrounds? Yeah, it's at the fairgrounds. It's about a mile away east of, uh, or excuse me, it's about a mile west of downtown Eugene. And uh, the fairgrounds are a wonderful location. They're right in the middle of town, surrounded by a beautiful neighborhood. Uh, you know, the Emeralds historically were playing in Civic Stadium in South Eugene in another neighborhood. Um, that, and, that, and that neighborhood was really upset when we left. Um, and we would love to get back in the community, into a neighborhood where this team belongs. Um, and so we're excited about that opportunity to be at a fairgrounds and hopefully be the catalyst for modernizing our aging fairgrounds. Do you uh, anticipate pushback from the people who say, hey, this is going to change the fairgrounds? Or does this become sort of a, an asset to the fairgrounds? So you mentioned events that you could hold at the stadium. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's a lot of um, angst around what does this mean? Traffic, noise, lights. All these things are things that we can address with LED lights. We can work with the neighborhood on, like, when we can host the games, what time the games need to be over, have an egress and ingress plan with the police department. I mean, we can do this. It happened at Mass United Arena in downtown in the neighborhood, and they and it works out beautifully. We can do this with the proper communication. Um, we can really revitalize what is an event center, right? It's designated for events. And we really want to be an advocate for that neighborhood, for downtown. We really want to be part of the solution to get people back in downtown, shopping, going to restaurants, going to a bar, having a vibrant downtown at our core, in the core of our city is instrumental to the vibrancy of our community. And we're really excited to be, hopefully be a part of that solution to make Eugene and make it continue to be a great place to live. All right. We're talking to Alan Benavides, general manager of the Eugene Emeralds. Alan, um, worst case scenario, you don't get it done. What yeah. happens? What happens to this team, this franchise, and, and baseball fans in Eugene? If it doesn't happen, I can't speak on behalf of Major League Baseball, but I will tell you that they'll start looking at other markets. Um, I'll give you an example. City of Ontario raised their sales tax a percentage point uh, last year to build a brand-new minor league stadium. They don't have a team. <laughs> they don't have a minor league baseball team. And they're doing that because they know that teams are going to be looking for places. And I think we have a, a really great opportunity to – take our situation and build something great that will develop and do some great economic things for our community. But if we don't do it, Major League Baseball will look for another market, whether that's in the state of Washington, Idaho, California. Um, but, I mean, Hillsborough's in a very similar situation as we are, and um, it's just it'll stop to exist. Professional baseball won't exist here if we can't get this done, and that's just the truth. Yeah, and I know that, and that you know, you know and, and if that yeah. means, and if that means, you know, and really quick, people go, well, what does that mean next year? It, you know, we'll probably play here this year. Well, I mean, we're going to play here this year. We'll probably play here next year. But beyond that, I don't know, brother. I really don't know. Yeah, and I, I have to wonder how many cities are going through the same thing because now it's Hillsborough, it's Eugene. You talk to other GMs in minor league baseball. Is this playing out over and over, you know, 50 times across the country? I would say it's probably, now this is just an educated guess, but I would say it's probably about 10 to 12 teams out of the 120 that are 
that are struggling this bad, you know, we're on, we're on the extreme edge, no doubt. But I would say other facilities and other communities have figured it out. Knoxville, building a beautiful facility. Wilson, North Carolina, beautiful facility. All brand new announcements that are, you know, using, whether they're using a bed tax or an increase in sales tax and, and also private funding from the team. They're figuring out a way to, to develop these things for the community and for the team. And, um, and I'm hoping we can do that here, but you know, in Oregon, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, we have lack of revenues. We don't have any sales tax. Um, and so, you know, the property tax thing, it is a local Eugene thing. It's a, it was a route we weren't hoping we'd have to go, but we're happy that it's only 15 million. I know that's a lot of money, but when you're looking at about eight or 11 cents per thousand of assessed value and roughly an average of 20 bucks, you know, per person, it's yeah, it's 20 bucks, 20 bucks. But um, I think what you get for it in this community where we could host an amazing graduation experience for our local high school, possibly mm-hmm. host OSAA, 4A, 5A, 6A baseball championships, a JUCO yep. baseball tournament. Like those are all the things that we want to do here. Right. And so, you know, and, and I'll say this last really quick, like in our community, we have beautiful facilities, gorgeous facilities, you know, Matthew and I arena, Hayward field, you know, James Sanders, PK park, all those facilities belong to the university of Oregon. The city itself, we don't have a lot of facilities that are ours that were just built. You know, the Holt Center was one of the last things we built for the community. It was in the early 80s. Recently, we have a new Y that people are just clamoring over. Kids Sports, another uh, nonprofit group that we helped fundraise for as well years ago, opened up to to great, you know, uh, love as well. Um, But we're hoping that we can do this. Um, and have hopefully an opening April 26th. That would be my goal. That seems a little tight, but um, that, that's that's the dream, man. You got a dream, right? You do. And, Alan, let me ask you, make an appeal. For people who want to help out, is it is it as simple as going to SaveRMs.com, or where do you want them to go? Look, go to SaveRMs.com. Email me, alangm at emeraldsbaseball.com. We are going to be taking volunteers. We need people to put yard signs up in their house. We need them to canvas. We need them to talk. We need them to because because you know there's a lot of folks. A lot. Of, let's be honest. You go to Reddit, Eugene. It is just a cesspool of hatred. You know we need people to be there, like to talk about why this is important, why this is a positive thing. Um, all, there's so much negativity out there. This is a positive thing for our community. Uh, we believe that it's going to be fundamentally one of those things that we're going to look back at and say this moment was one of the reasons Eugene turned for the better. You know, we're not going to be the reason, but it'll be one of them, you know, because it will be a trans, it will be a transformative project for downtown in our city. Alan Benavides, I wish you the best. Let us know how we can help. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks. There he goes. Save our Our save our not R. Um, check it out. I mean, the Hillsborough Hops got a nice boost when the county decided to kick in $8 million bucks towards their plight. But um, really hoping that uh, people in Eugene who are listening to this program will go to that website. You can write to your local law uh, politicians and uh, your local, uh, I was going to say law enforcement. No, don't write your law enforcement on this one. Um, you can write to your local politicians, your community leaders, and uh, you can. Uh, the there is the uh, GM himself saying, "Hey, get involved, reach out, 
She's looking for people willing to bang the drum. Anna's going to pop into the studio. Five at five coming up. Kelly Graves, Oregon women's basketball coach. Has he forgotten how to coach? Suddenly, Oregon's program, I'm just joking, Oregon's program not uh, not winning. What's wrong? Kelly Graves going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour and talk about it. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.